I'm Lauren, and I'm a veterinarian. I'm JJ, and I'm a veterinary technician. And you're listening to IntroVets, a veterinary podcast by introverts with high-functioning anxiety. Welcome, everybody, to IntroVets Podcast. That was pitiful. The Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Two days ago. Oh, I just remembered something. What? What, what, what? Okay. I'll try to make this quick. Okay. So you're familiar with the song Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, right? Sure. So you know the part where they're like, should we open up her gifts or send them back? It's part of the song. Yeah. And then there's like, send them back. And then send back. them back. Okay. So since I was a kid, I've always wondered, mm-hmm. are they saying, send them back? Like question mark or send them back? Like, of course you would send them back. Which Are you asking? I don't. Um, that's the question I've always had. And I've always, like, I remember being a kid sitting in the back seat pondering, are, are they wanting to send the guests back or are they asking, like, incredulously, like, is that a word? Send them back. Why the fuck will we do that? I don't know which one. And I was asking Ben about it the other day and I was, he was looking at me like, the things that you think about. <laughs> and I'm like, leave me alone. And he's like, but you know what? You're right. I don't know which one it is either. Now I'm going to wonder about it. Thank you. Cut to, um, the other day we went to pick up, I had, remember when we were at Auburn for CE and we were leaving and I had a hold of the luggage cart yeah. and somebody bumped into it and my finger was in between that and a big post and my ring got squished. Yeah. So I took the ring and my engagement ring was missing a teeny tiny little stone. So I took them both from in the, to get from fixed. From that? Or yeah. Oh yeah. The jewelry lady was showing me, she, was, she gave me the little magnified thing to look. And it's a miracle that fucking stone didn't come out because Ooh. two of the prongs were bent and like busted up. The back of it was busted up. You could see the oh, the fissure opening. So it would have been nothing for that thing to have fallen out. But mm. they fixed it. And when I went to pick it up, love the jewelry lady. I wanted to adopt her. She was hilarious. But she was like uh, saying that, yeah, that she was listening to Christmas music. And she said, yeah, that grandmother, grandma got run over by a reindeer song. I actually know the person that wrote it. That's my big Christmas what? flex. And it did not occur to me to ask her when I was there. And then when I left, I'm like, motherfucker, I had the perfect opportunity to solve a 40-year-old mystery. Well, I think you still have the perfect opportunity. See, I got a number she gave me for texting for like when things. And I was like, but is it appropriate? Because oh, you... I don't know if it's a business phone. I'll text her. <laughs> I'll text her it was funny because I was like, I was talking to she about something. I asked her, she goes, why would you just not Google that? I'm like, oh, I don't well, know. <laughs> you know, you have to get it from the person who wrote well, the song. Like, I mean, the perfect, that would be the perfect person to ask. But so, yeah, that's my um, weird Christmas adjacent story for the day. I love it. I, <laughs> my vote is ask. Okay. And my also other vote is that I have never thought about that before, but I have always thought that it was just like a refrain, like a musical. Yeah, device. it's like a call answer type thing. Yeah, but uh, you know, like a yeah, here's a place filler in the song kind of a thing. I like I like to know what okay the lyrics mean because I'm weird. But mm, no, I mean I I think that's fine. I I think send them back is like literal. Okay, right because. And I wonder what would you do in any 
death situation with a gift, right? Like that and is should awkward. we maybe also wonder why my five-year-old self was wondering these things? Because uh, <laughs> it was the '90s; everyone was having an existential crisis. And no, sister, that was the '80s. No, when did that song come out? Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Mm-hmm. Really? But I first remember it being like five to six-year-old range. Hmm. But yeah, it's that old. We looked it up because I was like, when did that come out? Yeah. So, wow, yeah. it's an but older song. I can totally remember being in the back of my mom's Celica, which is pretty cramped, but I was little. And I just remember staring at the speaker, listening to the song, and like, why would they send back gifts? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a kid's Fair. mind. Yeah, no, no. And then, well, are they saying to send it back, though? They may be sending it. I don't know. Anyway. That is an interesting general etiquette question. Even if there is not a reindeer related <laughs> incident, you know, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> this is fucked up now that we're talking about that. Okay. Acquiring well, minds. At any rate. Okay. Let's <laughs> okay. move on from the grandma that okay. got taken out by the reindeer. Well, I love it. And I am going to be really interested to hear what happens after you text that lady. <laughs> We'll have to talk about it next season on the podcast because this is our last episode of season four, believe it or not. Oh, wow. I have two updates. I'm excited for one of them. All right. The first one is like you guys might remember very early in the podcast. I feel like it was season one, maybe. JJ related a famous internet story called the poop catastrophe, in which there was a Roomba related poop incident. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we laughed about it and everything like that. And we talked about how our friend Elena, who's been on the podcast, you know, has had that happen to her. And we laughed about that. And um, well, it it happened to me last week. (laughs) And it was uncool. Um, And so immediately when I recognized what had happened, I texted JJ and Elena like first. (laughs) It was like, I just I need to tell you that it finally has happened. And that I have had the poop catastrophe at my house. And it was a nightmare. It was the very first day where, like, I had graduated. I was not in school anymore. I try to get caught up on all of the things that I have not done. An appliance of ours was out. Like, so I had multiple repairmen coming to the house. You know how weird I am about people coming to my house anyway. Like, it, mm-hmm. it has to be perfect. And um, I was, like, working on some laundry and doing some things and also, you know, doing a little bit of work with my Arizona students. And um, all of a sudden, I was like, why do I smell poop? Like, <laughs> like, what the hell? I was holding, you know, kitten, and I was like, did you just, like, shart on me? Like, what happened? <laughs> and, you know, she seemed innocent or whatever, and everybody looked normal. And every once in a while, I get these phantom smells that no one else can smell. And I was like, well, that must be what the situation is. But then as time was going on, I was like, no, no, it's it smells like poop in this house. You know, mm-hmm. like, what is happening? And so... Around that time, I got an alert from the Roomba because Roomba is on Wi-Fi. And so Roomba texted me and was like, I'm stuck on a ledge. And I'm like, bitch, there are no ledges in our house. Like, what are you talking about? A ledge of shit. That's right. That was the situation. Yeah. Or the the situation, if you will. Um, So I couldn't find the Roomba anywhere. I was like, where the fuck is this thing? It was a shame. And um, I had... I fucked up. 
if you if you're running room, but there are little towers it comes with, mm-hmm. and you switch the tower on, and it's like don't go beyond this point, Roomba. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I had done that. I had made sure that it was set. I have you know multiple of them. Then the last one, I checked. Yep, battery's on. Dun dun dun. It's turned on. But when I put it down, my ADHD ass put it down facing fucking backwards. Oh no! So it was just like shooting the laser at the wall. So the room would just like dun 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 straight by it, okay, <laughs> and into the cat room, which is like the area where I have the feeding stations and the litter boxes and things like that. And my old cat, B. Arthur, occasionally misses the litter box, mm-hmm. like fully. And so it was a situation of like a comedy of errors situation where she had gone, had totally missed the litter box with this poop log. And the Roomba was like, girl, I'll handle that for you. Don't even worry. Except it couldn't handle it. Mr. Hanky got ran over by the Roomba. That's <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. Yeah. So, then I had to panic clean poop out of the Roomba, out of the cat room. Like, it. Hit, thank God it didn't go into the cat room and did not get stuck and then take it all over my house. Thank God I was home. You know, I could handle it or whatever, but it was just like, dear baby Jesus, Why? <laughs> So, um, yeah, the bright side, I was able to salvage it. I literally, (laughs) I literally sat at my house and scrubbed the Roomba with a toothbrush and cleaned it, detailed it with Q-tips and like got everything done because a while ago when I had to replace mine, I upgraded to the one that was like for animals, like easy to clean things. There's no like brush parts you know it's the the rollers are like plastic so you mm-hmm. can like fucking you know is it the one that has them. the the light and so when it sees something it won't run it over oh i don't know about that but yeah yeah that happened <laughs> to me uh, i recently <laughs> told my mom like i've decided i'm no longer superstitious you know because i'm tired of tap dancing around saying like we're not that busy you know or something like that but these kinds of things do make me question my decision to not be superstitious i will well, i was just about to say of the three of us guess who's the only one left that hasn't happened <laughs> oh, so now it's gonna happen oh, something's sure. coming <laughs> Okay, and then the other thing that I wanted to tell you is that um, earlier this season on the podcast, we don't even remember why we were on this topic, but I was saying, like, I just need the third season of Good Omens. Like, I just need I that to that occur, and it has been, a, like, officially uh-huh. announced. It is happening. It has been renewed for the third and final season. Squeak. And Neil Gaiman is on Tumblr being like, I'm writing the thing, or whatever. And I'm like... <laughs> That is so exciting. Now I just need all of the plot points to happen that I would prefer. (laughs) So we're going to send that out. Send him an email. Uh, Well, look, I worry he's the type of person that would field that email and be like, "Mm, fuck you, I'm doing the opposite thing. Here I go. Type, type, type. He's a very interesting character, that one. (laughs) Love his writing, but... He's an interesting dude. I don't want to piss him off. So I will just, from afar, be like... He'll stick the Sandman on you. Please, please, please. (laughs) Okay. So, the next order of business Mm -hmm. is our Christmas gift exchange. (laughs) Um, Now, look, we have already shown each other these items. 
And at first I was like, I wish that I had saved my reaction for the podcast. But then it was like, actually, I think the scream crying <laughs> might not have carried over well, you know, and Ben would have been pissed off to it have to It would have been in the that. red. Right. In the red, lots of audio editing. So I just need to tell you guys that JJ has tried. She look, no, this is good. <laughs> I'm keeping this bitch forever. Okay. Oh my god. I the only thing that I'm sad about is that it's not signed. Like I would love for you to sign it. I, I will. I, I... <laughs> um, it is a color pencil rendition of my three-legged kitten, uh, with a blip with her tongue out, mm-hmm. and it perfectly captures the stupid fucking facial expression (laughs) that she has and it just captures your spirit so nicely and i I think the colors are good jj i have a black and white and a color one the black and white one is framed so i'm definitely putting one in my home and at my office like for sure like no question i love it like i am in love with it boop I'm I'm glad you like it because I was like, oh my God, I failed the assignment so hard. I cannot explain to you the degree to which I (laughs) like this drawing. Like, I mean, it looks just like her. It looks like her in in her spirit, you know? Yeah, because it ain't an exact replica by any means. (laughs) Well, we said, I mean, either one of us is an artist. Um, you did better than I did. I don't think I did. I don't. I'm embarrassed of mine, honestly. What? Yeah. She shows up with a canvas. Well, I I gave I you a piece hand. of cardstock. I had the <laughs> canvas on and the paints on hand already because I decorate Christmas ornaments. I feel like I am good at cartoonish painting, but not photorealistic painting, which this is photorealistic drawing, I feel like. It's like nah, if, I wouldn't if call that realistic. If you gave if you said, Hey, who is this to any member of my family, they'd be like, Stevie. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> they would. They would. Um, um I'm I'm just glad you like it. I love it. And I love mine. Is little feet. Boop. Fraggle Peets. Toe beans. Boop, boop, boop. Fraggle Peets. I know. I was going to do, you know, mixed media, mm-hmm. but I ended up just doing acrylic paint because I couldn't get the the decoupage to work with the fabric that I had planned. See what I mean? <gasps> what? Decoupage is not hard. It's literally just like... I don't know how to do it. stuff on. Oh, you're so easy. I have no it's idea. It's so easy. You, I've only ever done it with paper, though, and I was like, I wonder if it would work with fabric, and the answer is... Not the fabric I chose, at least. Mm. So I love it. Mm-hmm. It's going to go in her room. It, I am so glad. <laughs> so for our episode today, we are going to do one of my favorite things, which is heartwarming animal stories. <laughs> um, and today in particular, we're going to focus on hero animals, which is like, you know, one of my favorite topics overall. I know, I did a search and was just watching TikTok ever TikTok of hero animals. Were you? My favorite was, a, there was a, a lab, there was a baby deer uh-huh. trapped in a, like, floodwaters. Yeah. And the lab, like, went after and got the baby deer out of the what? water and swam and brought it and what released it like it was getting a, a, a hunting duck or something. Yeah. And, the, and the, he wasn't hurting because the deer was, Meh! the whole way. Oh. And I'm well, like. He had a good, he had a. He had a grip. Soft mouth, is that what it's called? soft enough that yeah. the thing obviously could breathe well because it had a set of lungs 
but got it off, and the the guy dog's owner was trying it off, and I was like, <gasps> "Was the mama there?" I didn't see the mama. Uh, okay, well. but it was like a a creek that was definitely like flooding and everything. But dude was like, "We're going to get you some help. Mom, going to take care of you." And I'm like, "Oh!" And the lab was like, <laughs> I did a good thing. What did you? What, do you know the name of the lab or anything? Uh, don't. Oh, he really picked the whole fucking thing up. I know. Man. He's got it. I mean, it's a little thing. It's a oh, little bitty baby. Oh, it's so small. It's a very bitty, bitty. new, brand new font. Mm-hmm. And it was out in the water, and he got uh-huh. it. He swam out and got it. It is so pretty. He did. I sent you one with a golden retriever that was a therapy dog that these um, had gone and helped these uh, nurses during COVID in a cancer unit. And the dog ended up getting lymphoma. I saw that, JJ. I, I, I was to, like, <laughs> I had to skip pants because I couldn't fucking cry in the middle of like whatever I was oh, doing yesterday. But they, they, oh, I was at the ER. I was like going into my ER ship. I was like, no. I can't <laughs> But they let the dog come in and ring the cancer bell at their place because he he completed his uh, lymphoma chemo treatment. And they even wrote him a poem and read it for him. And he they were cheered for him. And he was so happy. He what? did, he did the, the tippy tappy golden retriever dance i was like oh my god why am i crying (laughs) well i I looked up a few Mm -hmm. ones to tell you about okay now this first one you might recognize right off the bat because i feel like this video has made the rounds on the internet like a lot but i've never really heard anything about the cat so you know that video where there's a child playing in the driveway, he's like scooting around on a bike, and the neighbor's dog comes over and attacks him, and the cat's like, fuck mm-hmm. you, bitch. You know, yep. like, that showed up in the videos when I was yeah. looking for stuff. Okay, so the name of that cat is Tara. Mm-hmm. All the way back on May 13th, 2014, it's been almost a decade ago, right? Like, this yeah. year it'll be a decade, this coming year. This little boy named Jeremy, uh, he was four years old at the time. He was riding his bicycle in his family's driveway, and that was in Bakersfield, California. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, a neighborhood dog grabbed him by the leg, and he, like, it's scary. That video is scary. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can see the dog, like, scoping him out and then, like, fucking attacking him. And he pulls him off the bike, and he's, like, fucking going to drag. That kid would have died, I think. Like, it was a vicious attack. And then out of nowhere, this cat, like a house cat, just comes fucking flying through the yard and, like, kicks the shit out of the dog, like, Mm -hmm. and the dog runs away, and the cat, like, chases after it a little bit. and He's like, like, that's right, bitch. It's like, fuck you, (laughs) you know, sis. What the hell? Um, After the attack, the little boy needed 10 stitches in his calf, Mm -hmm. uh, but he did recover well, so... So this kitty cat, uh, you know, has been recognized in a lot of ways afterwards. So I thought I would tell you all of the things that. Did he get a tiny medal? No, I may. I think I might have gotten a couple of them. Yes. So um, the first thing that happened is that Tara and her family were invited to go to the local minor league baseball stadium. Um, It's apparently the Bakersfield Blaze. And Tara was invited to throw the first pitch at their minor league game uh, with the help of her family. Um, (laughs) So I I don't really see a cat enjoying a baseball game, but I'm sure the family did. Yeah. (laughs) On her Um, behalf. 
Then she was the first ever Cat Hero Award recipient from the Cat Fanciers Association. Oh, my goodness. And then she's had a day of the year named after her. Oh, it's Tara Day. So June the 3rd is Tara the Hero Cat Day um, in the town of Bakersfield. And then... In, later in 2014, she was awarded the Special Award for Cat Achievement <laughs> by the Cat Vid Festival. Cat Vid, Achievement. like video, like mm-hmm. I think. And then later that year, she also received the Blue Tiger Award, usually reserved for military service dogs. Well, she deserves it. And she is the first non-human to be named the Grand Marshal for Bakersfield's <laughs> Christmas Parade. That was back in 2014. <laughs> she also received the Los Angeles SPCA's Hero Dog Award, for which she also won a year's supply of cat food. <laughs> and then finally, Tara and her family rode in the Rose Parade. On the Lucy Pet Foundation Pause for Life float, honoring heroic animals. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that is an update on Tara. She is a highly <laughs> decorated little hero. She is. I love it. Um, and then I looked up, you know, a couple. I have one more that is like a hero story. Mm-hmm. So last Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve 2022. You gave someone your heart? <sighs> no. I did not. <laughs> wow. I did not. It's <laughs> they wouldn't. It's black and shriveled at this point. Um, in Bardonia, New York, a family had gone to bed, and their dog, Chloe, woke them up in the middle of the night by scratching at the bedroom door of the parents. And when they got up, they realized it was because the house was on fire. And yeah. so they were able to wake their children and get out of the house safely. Everyone, including Chloe, made it out of the house. Yay, Chloe. Um, and she actually alerted them to the presence of the fire even before the smoke alarms went off. <laughs> so the smoke alarms didn't start going off in the house until they were like almost out, like awake and out. And... Um, They were all okay, but I I think that their house was a total loss when I was reading about it. At least they're all okay. Thank you, Chloe. Mm -hmm. So Chloe did a very good job there. Good job, Chloe. You're a good dog. And then I found out that apparently there are national cat awards every year where they honor hero and outstanding cats. (laughs) And so for 2023... The finalists have already been announced, and so I just pulled two of the finalists to tell you about. The first one is Zebby, who provides hearing assistance for her deaf owner. Oh, my goodness. And again, we're talking about a cat, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, I'm sorry. Zebby is a boy. Mm. Um, he alerts the owner to phone calls by letting her know, like, hey, your phone is buzzing. Your phone is ringing. And she is able to hear during the day to some degree with, like, her hearing aids, but Mm -hmm. they have to come out at night. And so at nighttime, he will wake her up when there's a noise that needs her attention, like someone at the door. Again, if the phone is ringing, that kind of thing, which I thought was super fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then lastly, everyone has heard of safety alert dogs for people with diabetes. Mm -hmm. Well, Jim has the ability to alert her family members to low and high blood sugars experienced by her 19-year-old owner who is a type 1 diabetic. Oh. So if you are interested in reading more about these kitties, you can go to the National Cat Awards site 
And it was talking about voting taking place a few months ago, but I couldn't really figure out like whether the winners have been announced yet. I think that these were just the finalists that they were voting between. But it could be that the voting took place in the finalists. There was just maybe like all of them won or something like that. But anyway, um, it'll be interesting this coming year to see if uh, maybe we can get in on voting. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Do you ever watch um, Stephen Colbert? Mm. So this year, for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure it's New Zealand. Now, people from Australia and New Zealand are going to be mad at me if I get this wrong. I feel 90% sure that it is. You know what? Let me look it up real quick. Just <laughs> make sure. Yes, it's New Zealand. Okay. So every year, New Zealand has like a bird of the year competition where people vote on like their favorite endangered bird. And then if you went like people will create campaigns for the birds and like promote the birds and try to get people to vote for the birds. And to some degree, the bird is like that bird population is to some degree helped by winning, even if it's just like what awareness and things like Mm -hmm. that. Okay, but I think that like a certain amount of money goes to like research or something like that. So for whatever reason, he heard about this competition and the fact that this year, for whatever reason, they were picking the bird of the century instead of just the bird of the year. And so he decided that he was going to back one of the birds that didn't have like a sponsor yet. And so he promoted it on the show. He bought billboards and stuff like all over the world for this. One of them was like a Lord of the Rings themed one, like different just random stuff like that okay and so this bird did end up winning because it had like 200,000 plus votes wow. and the next runner up had like 1,000 <laughs> because generally he was like after we did all of this promotion I sort of found out that the winning bird every year only has maybe a few thousand votes <laughs> and not like a worldwide audience situation so anyway it could be that we could, you know, run a platform for one of these hero cats and like affect the results is what I'm getting at. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I like it. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick a oh, cat and sponsor it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, JJ. Yep. Are you ready for Christmas? <sighs> People keep asking me that. I don't know why I just ask you that. It frustrates me. So I apologize. My question. I don't. I'm. I'm not as far along as I wanted to be at this point in time, but I'm further along than probably you think. It's just I wanted to be done like last week, where I don't have to worry about anything. Okay, you're talking about like presents and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of kids in my family yeah. we shop for, and most of the kids are handled. Mainly, all I got left to do is really gift cards. But now I've got to wrap stuff, and yeah, it's I don't wrap very well. I am now understanding for the first time that when people ask me that, they are literally asking me if I'm ready for Christmas. Like, have I done gift shopping? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's typically the hard part. Okay. Well, we our family doesn't do gifts. Yeah. At all. Like, at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually much less stressful now that we've gone to that. We, the, I mean, we'll get stuff for the kids. Yeah. My Correction. My mom will get stuff for the kids. That's it. And the kids get like, you know, Santa comes to visit them and then they get, Mm -hmm. you know, presents from their parents and things. But truly, like, yeah, the toy situation is already out of hand 
out of hand, TBH, like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, yeah, like we, so I don't have things to like get ready because I just don't do gifts anymore. Yeah. We've simplified ours a lot. It used to be a lot more complicated, but yeah. we now basically divide up the, we draw names mm-hmm. and we, so oh, we're yeah. responsible for If you got a big family, that's I think it. that's the only way to go. Yeah. A big family. It used to be fine when it was like three or four, but now there's like 10, I think, or 11. I don't know. I'd have to sit and think and count them all out. But, and they range in age from like 19 to two. Mm-hmm. So it's meh. But we just, we draw names. So instead of all the kids, I just, I'm responsible for two of them. And then I usually get something for my nieces and nephew. And um, then like, uh, as far as the like adult cousins, we all draw names too, mm-hmm. and we give a list of things to choose from. So it make we simplify it. Yeah. So shopping is not hard. The part that's hard for me really is once it's all arrived, then getting it into some form of wrapped situation. Yeah. And most of the time, I just do gift bags because I, yeah, I seriously. I can make usable, you know. Yeah, and I can make a surgery pack look beautiful, but if you make me wrap a present. It's gonna look like a four year old that look, was on crack did it. I am actually really good at wrapping presents. You suck. But, well, <laughs> let me tell you why. It's because for some reason, I don't even remember now the circumstances at which this occurred. But at some point, I took a professional gift wrapping class as part of volunteering for this thing. It seems like it was at Barnes and Noble. It was some book place. And whatever thing I was doing, was it high school, was it college? I have no idea. Whatever thing was happening where there was a charity event, it was like you donate money to the cause to have your things wrapped professionally. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like they were paying employees to do it or whatever. Uh, I was volunteering my labor and all the presents I wrapped, like the cost of that went to whatever charity. And so, you know, they didn't want like just any a-hole over here wrapping a present. They didn't want me doing it. (laughs) Um, So they literally, we had to sit there training on how to do it, like just right and everything like that. So especially if it is a book or some similarly shaped object, I can like fucking professionally do it. Yeah. I I have no spatial awareness. Like if you, I I look at a piece of paper and I look at the object and I'm like, that'll work. No, (laughs) no. no. (laughs) Most of my presents have that quilted situation where it's like, you got to have a patch of something over here to fix and the, I, nothing lines up but right. is it a different color wrapping paper altogether? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Or a different pattern altogether if I've run out. <laughs> oh, JJ. My family is aware. Most, like, literally most of the time I have gift bags. But I bought some wrapping paper from one of my cousin's kids that was selling stuff. Yeah. So now I'm obligated to use it. Oh, well. Well, not obligated. I just, yeah. I've got some things that are in boxes that I tend to do a little bit better mm-hmm. with wrapping. But it, it's not going to be cute. And they know it. I mean, the kids don't care. They're going to rip into that shit. That's true. So I think mm-hmm. the gift bag thing is fine. I mean, because you can reuse those from year to year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then it becomes more sustainable. Yeah. I literally have the same gift bag that Ben and I kind of use back and forth for exchange and stuff. Yeah. And have had it for years. <laughs> it's it's like it has googly eyes. Yeah. And it's like got hair, not real hair, but like fuzz. It looks like a troll that they turned into a a gift bag and it's wow. hilarious oh boy yeah so it's our 
it's been in the little thing forever. I I mean, like, not even Carl and I don't even exchange gifts. Like, it's to that level. What we got for Christmas was, a, you know, we got our ice maker fixed mm-hmm. because it was broken and the gutters were cleaned out. Yeah. Not by us, by a professional. <laughs> we seem to average like every other year. Like last year, last year was a bit of a bust because he's he had something that he wanted. And I was like, you know what? All right. You want to get this grill if you've wanted for a long time. I want to get like Ben's uh, grandmother after she passed away. She gave this ring she had to Ben's mom. She said she didn't want it. She gave it to me. So I took it and made different like I've made earrings out of it. And the center stone, I wanted to make a pendant. Mm -hmm. So we took it to the jewelry store, had the pendant made. And I was like, oh, I still got to get a chain for it, though. And I was like. I'm not getting the chain, though, till you get your grill. And Ben's like, all right, cool. Well, he never got his grill. I never got the chain. Okay. So we've had this pendant sitting in my jewelry box for a year now. So we finally got the chain when we were getting the the ring stuff because he wanted a new drum set. What type of grill? Um, The Traeger. Oh. He wants the wood pellet thing. Mm -mm. I don't know. Did he get it or no? no? Never has. Look. He's got one of them tiny little I'm going to tell you right now. Right now. That it's not worth it. <laughs> because it's not, it, look, uh, do not come for me, Traeger fanatic people, but <laughs> it's a, not a grill, it's a smoker. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I like about grilled foods is that caramelization that you get. And so it, unless the people I know that use Traegers are just not skilled, I'm going to have to cut this part out. <laughs> um, <laughs> in, well, in my experience, food cooked on the Traeger is very smoky, like it does get the flavor of the wood into the mm-hmm. into the thing, but the but there's not that charcoal grill deliciousness. Yeah, like there's and not. he's a bit of a purist. Like we we don't do propane; everything's charcoal. No, I will not. It, propane, look, it's a different flavor. I mean, it doesn't have the, but it's so <laughs> easy. <laughs> the um, I, I, did you ever watch King of the Hill? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. I've seen parts. Oh my stuff. God, you look, you would like this show. I've seen you, you should give it parts a of it because okay. it kind of, I mean, because it's the same dude that did uh, Bill, Be- Beavis and Butthead. Correct. Mike, uh, Mike what? Mike Judge. Yes, thank you. Um, Hank Hill is, like, at first glance, you'd be like, oh, this is not for me. But if you really watch the show, Hank is like a stand-up person, you mm-hmm. know? So he's at, he would actually be one of my hero characters. Like, he really always tries to do the right thing. But he sells, you know, propane and propane accessories. Mm-hmm. But there's this one episode where his uh, wife and kid are like keep sneaking off and going to like barbecues without him or whatever and eating without him. And it's because they're using charcoal. <laughs> and then they have him try it. And then he thinks it's so delicious mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it's like this whole thing of them like sinning by using the charcoal, mm-hmm. even though he sells propane. Anyway, it's funny. But it was very relatable because I am like charcoal all the way, baby. Mm-hmm. I have a charcoal grill. I'll never get another thing like this. I'll never get another thing that's not this. I have a charcoal grill with a electric start. So it is a push button start, but mm-hmm. it's a charcoal grill. Ta-da. Easy. Yeah, that's it. Because right now he's got this little contraption that he puts like, um, he's got those little fire stick things, a fire starter things. He puts that in there, gets a fire going in that. And then like, so, I mean, it takes. You're talking about the chimney. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It, what y'all need to get is the electric... It's like a half an hour before he can even the, the light the electric start Weber grill for charcoal, I'm telling you. 
10 out of 10. It does use a very, so we do different. It uses a very small propane, like a camping propane tank. Mm -hmm. One of those for us will probably last a whole season, you know, because you just use just enough propane to get the fire started. And then once it catches, then you turn it off. But we've even gone away from using that altogether because I'm like, how the fuck do you recycle these things? You know, it was Mm -hmm. stressing me out. So now it's going to sound insane, but we use pork fat to start our grill. Because we accidentally found, uh, we tried to grill pork belly one time. And if you try to grill pork belly, then you certainly begin to understand that it's like napalm. It is like super fucking dangerous, y'all. It was it delicious. Yes. Could I have burned my house down? Yes. Because I did not know, like had no previous experience with. It was like fucking. I mean, it was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. This is like 10 feet of flames. Okay. Definitely do not ever do that. Like if you have a burn notice happening or like any kind of thing like that, like in the middle of your driveway with 10 feet of concrete on all sides would be very safe. <laughs> Was that the situation when I tried it? No, <laughs> but luckily we were OK. Um, but then after that, it was like, why are we using propane? Why don't we just, you know, if we make bacon, we just keep the drippings in a cup in the fridge. And then we'll melt a few tablespoons, put it over the charcoal, push the electric start, and it's like, ta-da. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Easy peasy. Yeah. I think he had talked himself out of the Traeger because, he, A, he didn't want to drop that much money on it, and he just kind of lost interest. But I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he this year he decided he wanted his yeah. drum set. Look, yeah, just I'm so glad we talked about this. Don't do the Traeger. Like, don't do the Traeger unless you have been to people's houses who have Traegers and they have cooked for you extensively. And you were like, this is the grilling experience I prefer. If you think it's like a step above a charcoal grill, it is not. No, incorrect. Mm -hmm. Plus, there is a complicated fucking cleaning situation with it. Oh, no. Um, It's like a whole thing. I feel like we have gotten very off topic. I mean, <laughs> at this time. I'm just trying to think of a way to like round out our episode. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what was the best Christmas gift you ever got? Oh, boy. Um, I, Just like everything else, I swear I need to give a tiny little bit of backstory. So I believed in Santa Claus for a lot longer than most kids. Okay. How, how old? I don't remember, but I, I do remember being told by many children that Santa Claus wasn't real, and I was not believing them. I gotcha. The main reason was, you know, when we were coming up, we didn't get, like, a whole lot of toys or get our things outside of birthday and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we were always told was, we can't afford to get that. We have to buy groceries. I can't buy any of this, you know, stuff, the extra. That's not on. That's not on the budget. And so... But at Christmas, things were a little like my mom went buck wild. We and we were our family was kind of known for having like of the other family members, one of the bigger Christmas spread to the point where other family members were like, is that such a good idea? Because she's pulling the shit out of them kids. My thought process was Santa Claus got to be real. And I know I said this aloud to people. Santa Claus got to be real because my parents could afford all this. Right. And I said that to family members and they were like, (laughs) that's cute. But I was, I mean, literally legit. Like, And so because Santa Claus was real, I remember one particular Christmas where I'm like, I don't want anything for Christmas but a kitten. I want a kitten. And parents were like, fuck no, we're not getting a cat. 
We got two dogs out in the backyard. You don't need a cat. But I really wanted a cat. And I was just, it got to be all the way up until Christmas Eve. And I'm just like, I'm not getting a cat. And I just remember being all sad because I'm like, they said this isn't happening. They said they've told Santa Claus not to bring a cat Mm -hmm. because we don't need a cat. Okay. Didn't get a cat for Christmas, but got one the following March. Did the cat distribution system come through for you? No, it was more of mom was tired of seeing me moping around mm-hmm. and being all, you know. Catless. Yeah. Because okay. she, she was like, what else do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I literally don't want anything else. I don't want any toys. I don't want any clothes. I don't want shit but a cat and its accessories. <laughs> and I think she felt bad. So we ended up with a cat. His name was Oreo. And my dad, who was the one that was like, no fucking cats. Right. They were BFF. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what that man lives with now? Whole bunch of fucking cats. Whole bunch of cats. Yeah. What was your Well, um, so when I was, I'm going to say I was like 14-ish, 13-ish, 14-ish. My mom asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I said, can it be not a thing? And she was like, maybe. Tell me more. And I was like, I um, would really like to go to New York and see Broadway. And she was like, if we did that, you wouldn't have anything under the tree. You know, like, you you know, that would be your whole gift. Are you okay with that? And I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Hell yeah. And she was like, okay, let me make a call and see what I can like work out. And we went. Mm -hmm. It was fun. And um the day that we were supposed to leave, or like the day before, was my last day of like finals or whatever. And our school was structured a little bit weird. So I had finals at that age, like you would in college. And so I took my final, my last final, and my mom taught at that school. And I went down to my mom's classroom. And I remember being like, God, I feel weird. You know, like, I feel strange. (laughs) and I told my mom like hey I don't know if I feel okay and she like put her hand you know on my face and was like oh my god like you're burning (laughs) up and so like we sped to the pediatrician or whatever and uh, they tested me for flu and all this everything came back negative Uh, but I was so fucking sick like I was sick as shit Mm. and we I was like running like 104 105 type fever that like Advil and stuff wouldn't touch and I was just like on the couch, just like shivering. And I remember like we missed our flight or whatever. And I remember her coming down to talk to me in the middle of the night. She was like, sometimes in life, there are these key moments where you have to make a big decision. (laughs) So I need you to tell me, do you want to go on this trip or are you going to stay home because you're too sick? And I looked at her and I said, I want to go. And she was like, okay. And she like stuffed me in the car, stuffed my bags in the car, like put me in a scarf and like drove me. I was like so fucking Mm. sick. I like semi hallucinated through like the plane. I'd never been on a plane before and everything. And we went all over New York (laughs) with probably the flu, right? Or something like it was a terrible illness. That was not, it was, it was the nineties. Okay. Um, but we went everywhere. By the second day, I was feeling much better. I saw Phantom on Broadway. We like we sat in the second row. We bought tickets from a scalper outside. <laughs> Illegally. <laughs> oh, like my mom got yelled at. <laughs> it was like super cool. So that was my like most favorite Christmas experience. And very memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This 
the part where my mom was like, sometimes in life you have to make a decision about how bad you want something. Be and like, I'm like, this I, is an easy decision, man. That's right. When I am having like a low point, sometimes I pull that out. Like sometimes <laughs> in life you got to make a decision about what it is you want. You know? <laughs> like, yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Okay, guys. Well, I sure have enjoyed season four. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a couple months break and we should be back in the spring. And hopefully, knock on all the wood, we'll both stay healthy over the holiday season this time. Mm-hmm. So if you have, in the meantime, stories, questions, cases, or anything else you'd like for us to read, please send it to introvetspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and it's at introvets. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help. Show sure do. And we'll see you next time. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Merry crisis. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.